0: Welcome to Salt Shaker 513 Podcast, where you will find devotions on a variety of topics along with teachings of biblical subjects to stir your spirit, encourage your spiritual growth, and infill fill you with the Word of God. Wherever you are, sit back and receive what God has for you in this message. Alright, here we go. We're wrapping up prosperity in the Old Testament today. So I figured I'm I'm probably not going to be very long. So if y'all have questions, go ahead and ask them in in the comments. Yeah, go ahead and share this, guys, because Facebook is really irritating me today. I've noticed on other things that it is not getting out to everyone like it normally does. So go ahead and share it so people can see it. And we'll just jump over their algorithm like we're swimming across the river all right good morning sandy bates so let's start with the very we're going to go back to the very beginning for a little bit let's look at the definition of the word prosper to succeed in material terms be financially successful flourish physically so we're talking about material wealth we're talking about health in our bodies it says grow strong and healthy make successful Good morning, Mallory, watching from your car, just make sure you focus, please. We don't... just focus. Drive. Don't type in the comments, please. Alright, Jeremiah 29.11, so we're going to go over our foundation scriptures, and then we'll get going into the last few scriptures, and I say that very candidly because there are not very many more after Psalms and Proverbs. Jeremiah 29.11, NIV, which I... Highly suggest you stay away from other than when we're doing this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. John 3, 5 through 17. So right there we see that the Lord has plans for us in Jeremiah. Plans to prosper us, to give us a hope and a future. John three fifteen through 17. The New King James says this. Good morning, Heath. Morning, sir. That whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life. I would say that is prospering. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes... Good morning, Miss Donna. Whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes in the righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 8, 14 through 17 I know I'm flying through these but we've gone over these at the very beginning and we will go through them again in the New Testament so you'll be okay see a lot of other people have hopped on just let me know and also if if you have any questions on prosperity in the Old Testament prosperity in general you can type those in the comments and I will definitely have time to get to those today Romans 8, 14 through 17 says this, For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For, if you, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the Holy Spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So right here, I mean, this shows that we have been set free from fear if we choose that. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. So we've been set free from the bondage of fear. I think that's very interesting that it also calls fear a bondage. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So right there, it shows us that we went from a spirit of bondage to fear, to being heirs with Christ. I would say that's a pretty big jump, and I would say that's prosperous. Hebrews 9.12 says this, With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once and for all and secured our redemption forever. So, If you look in Strong's, the sozo, I mean the Greek word for sozo says this, from a primary so's contradiction, obsolete, yeah, we don't care about that. To save, deliver, or protect, heal, preserve, do well, and make whole. So the very, if you break the word of salvation down, the very word of salvation is prosperous. The Greek lexicon, the definitions of sozo, it gives this, to save, keep safe, And sound to rescue from danger or destruction uh, from injury or peril to save a suffering one from perishing to save one from disease to make well heal restore to health to preserve one who's in danger of destruction to save or rescue to save in the technical biblical sense to deliver from the penalties of messianic judgment so the very word for salvation is prosperous all right I believe I definitely grabbed the wrong notes. Alright, just left part off. So, let me see. Can someone go grab my laptop real quick? Here, let me give you my keys. So just go grab my red laptop. Thank you, Jeff. So, if you have any questions, now would be the time to ask them, because all my notes didn't get printed. So, you have any questions? Anyone? Anyone? You? You? I'm going to see if they're in my email. Nope, they're not. This is awesome. Any questions, comments, concerns? Go back to Salvation is Prosperous. Miss Kay is laughing at me. Thank you, Miss K. You're making me feel very secure. Any questions? Good morning, Miss Amy. Thanks for hopping on. Man, you guys are a very interactive bunch today. Can you sing while we wait? That is no, that is not prosperous. Me singing is the opposite of prosperous. (laughs) Y'all can all sing a song. Man, Jeff, I'm gonna start calling you Lightning McQueen. That was quick. It's about no notes. The Holy Spirit will refresh your memory. How's the truck? The truck is awesome. We can talk about that in a minute. I apologize for the world's ugliest laptop, but it works. Ah, here we go. Okay. How do I get my beard so lovely? Wow. I trim it. I comb it. I brush it. I oil it. I don't know what you want me to say to that. It's genetic. It's the blessing of the Lord. I mean, he has anointed my head with oil and it ran down to my beard. Didn't you read that in the Old Testament about the priest? Good grief, Stephen. Just kidding. All right, so Isaiah 1, 18 through 20. We need you need me to dance? I can do the trump. (laughs) Alright. Isaiah 1 18 through 20. Y'all y'all can ask questions because we're gonna have time. There's literally not that much more in the old testament. I will get to the truck in a minute, Caden. Isaiah 1 18 through 20, New King James says this, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, I mean that right there alone takes our sins and, basically, and just does away with them. And it, he, it says that the Lord sees us as white as snow. Verse 19, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel... You shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So the Lord tells us that if we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. Isaiah 48, verse 17. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer. The fact that He redeemed us right there is prosperous. The Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. He teaches us to profit. That is directly out of the word. He teaches us how to profit. Who leads you by the way you should go. Isaiah 60. The whole chapter It's not very long. Can modern day Christians be likened to the Israel's, who is in Isaiah's text? Can you clarify that question a little more specifically? Mr. Cook, if you can just give me specifics of what you mean. That would be great. All right, so here we go. Isaiah 60. Arise, Jerusalem. We all know that's type and shadow of the body of Christ. Let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord arises and appears on you. So, Some of you may say that we're in a dark world. We've all seen it. This is the worst year ever if 2020 was, whatever. But even though there is darkness over all the nations, even though there is darkness all around us, this is very cool. The glory of the Lord rises and appears on us. So what does that mean? That even though darkness is all around us, surrounding us, the anointing of the Lord, the presence of God will be on us And it'll be evident to others that even though everyone else is being attacked on every side, we are protected, we are healthy, we are whole. And even in a famine, we'll have more than enough. Good morning, Alex. So let's carry on in Isaiah 60. Verse 3, listen to this. We carry on from what we just said. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. Look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried home. Your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with joy. Joy is prosperous. Having joy whenever it seems like darkness is all around us, like every nation is consumed with darkness, we will be able to have joy. For merchants... It's about to get amazing, guys. I hope you have your seatbelts on. For merchants from around the world, especially those of you driving... For merchants from around the world will come to you. They will bring you the wealth of many lands. So you're going to have people coming to you just to bring you wealth and treasures. Vast caravans of camels. Have you ever heard someone say the camels are coming? You've never heard that? No? Seriously? Wow. Have you ever heard someone say the ravens are coming? No? Man, y'all don't y'all don't listen to enough preaching. Apparently, <laughs> the ravens. So people say the ravens are coming. That comes from the story of Elijah, whenever he predicted the drought and the ravens bring him food and water. I mean, the ravens bring him chicken, not chicken, but meat in the morning and at night. So now the the camels. How many of you think a camel can carry much more than a raven? Me, just me. Apparently, I'm the only. Okay, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Man. Sometimes sometimes in the studio I don't know who I'm working with. Just pray for them. They need to go on a special season of prayer and fasting. So verse 6, vast care vast caravans, vast caravans of camels. So you got to think about that. Camel after camel after camel is loaded what's it say? Will converge on you the camels of Midian and Ephah. The people of Sheba will bring gold and frankincense and will come worshiping the Lord. The flocks of Kedar will be given to you. Thank you. We've, it's been funny that we've all been asking in the comments, praying for sheep, praying for cows, right? We've all been asking for flocks. Here, here it is right here. Scripture for you to stand on. The flocks of Kedar will be given to you, and the rams of Nebo something will be brought from my altars. I will accept their offerings, and, my, and I will make my temple glorious. Verse 8. And what do I see flying like clouds to Israel? Like doves to their nest, They are ships from the ends of the earth, from lands that trust in me, led by the great ships of Tarshish. They are bringing the people of Israel home from far away, carrying their silver and gold. They will honor the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for He has filled you with splendor. Foreigners will come to rebuild your towns, and their kings will serve you. For though I have destroyed you in my anger, I will now have mercy on you through my grace. Your gates will stay open day... Listen to this. Your gates will stay open day and night to receive the wealth of many lands. That means like the churches will have to be open day and night just to receive offerings. Come on. The king of the world will be led as captives in a victory procession. For the nations that refuse to serve you will be destroyed. The glory of Lebanon will be yours. The forest of cypress trees, fir, and pine to beautify my sanctuary. My temple will be glorious. The descendants of your tormentors will come and bow before you. Those who despise you will kiss your feet. They will call you the city of the Lord and Zion, the Holy One of Israel. Though you were once despised and hated, with no one traveling through you, I will make you beautiful forever. A joy to all generations. Powerful kings and mighty nations will satisfy your every need as though you were a child. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that, Mr. Cook. Glad I touched on it. You will know that at last I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Israel. I will exchange your bronze for gold. Come on. Your your iron for silver. Good, I don't like the iron anyway. Your wood for bronze and your stones for iron. Oh, man. Just kidding. I will make peace your leader and righteousness your ruler. Violence will disappear from your land. Come on. The desolation and destruction of war will end. Salvation will surround you like city walls. And praise will be on the lips of all who enter there. No longer will you need the sun to shine by day, nor the moon to give its light by night. For the Lord your God will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set, your moon will not go down, for the Lord will be your everlasting light. Your days of mourning will come to an end. All your people will be righteous. They will possess their land forever. For I will plant them there with my own hands in order to bring myself glory. The smallest family will become a thousand people and the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so let's move on. Are there any other questions up there, Lainey? I didn't see. I just saw Mr. Cook's reply. No, okay. Well... You have questions. Don't be overly interactive. I mean, I don't, I don't want too many questions. Okay. Malachi three, and if you are a member here at Church in the City, we hear this all the time. But I think it's has to be one of the foundations of prospering. Has to be Malachi three, verses ten through twelve. Bring all the tithes into the into the storehouse. All right, so let's talk about that. Tithe. You hear some people, no one watching this, but just to educate some people, say that, well, the Bible doesn't specify how much of your income the tithe is. You're right. It doesn't. You know why? Because the very word tithe means tenth. The very word tithe means tenth. So it doesn't have to specify that it's a tenth because the word specifies that it's tenth. I'm trying to think of another word. It's like kind of saying, mom or woman. If I say this, this woman is my mom. Then it specifies that she gave me birth and took care of me, right? I shouldn't I don't have to explain? Oh, this is my mom. She birthed me. So it's the same way with tithe. When you see the word tithe, it means 10% of your income. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about it from a practical standpoint. Uh, Which one, net or gross, is before taxes? Gross? Gross. So if you want a gross harvest, then you have to tithe off of your income before taxes. If you want a net harvest, a smaller harvest, tithe after taxes. And... Something else really cool that I learned when I was um, in missions training, I don't even think I learned it while I was in missions training. I was studying something else to teach for uh, the mission school I was running in South Africa about fundraising. They said, if you're wanting to see an increase in your income, then go ahead and budget an increase in your tithing and start tithing off of what you're expecting to receive. And I can tell you this is something we've done, Mallory and I have done in our personal lives, that we'll go ahead and tithe whenever we feel like the Lord's preparing us for increase, we'll go ahead and tithe off what we're expecting that increase to be. So say it's an additional ten thousand a year, then break that down, divide it by twelve. What's that average out? Like eighty dollars a month, something like that? Someone with a calculator. Wanna do the math for me real quick? A thousand divided by or ten thousand divided by twelve. Ten thousand divided by twelve is. Eighty-three, $833. So yeah, eighty-three dollars a month. So I mean, good morning, Q. Thanks for joining on so late. I appreciate you. Um, but so you would add eighty-three dollars a month to what you're already doing if you're wanting to see a ten thousand dollar increase on your total income per year. Hopefully that makes sense. If it makes sense, give me a wave. The other thing that I want to show you well I'll, a couple things we're just gonna be practical today if that's okay uh, then we'll get to the rest of this if you own a business uh, what emoji can we use for business what are some good emojis guys in the studio help me out we'll use the chocolate chip cookie emoji for business just because I like chocolate chip cookies so if you own a business put put the chocolate chip emoji in the in the comments because I'm gonna give you something that's gonna flip your business and you're gonna make more money than you ever have before right now right here live it's breaking news right here today I don't even know the date the 10th of December 2020 so I'm not even gonna give it to you until a few people put up okay Sandy Bates we know what business he's in he is what we like to call a gigger. He is a professional musician. Who else? Miss K. Oh, there you go, the briefcase. That's a good one. Miss K is a dog walker, dog sitter, dog vacation homer. Miss Laney is like a jack of all trades. She rebinds Bibles, she births puppies, she's running her own puppy mill. Um Caden Lott. Good morning, Josiah. Miss Sonya. Who else owns a business? I know there's others. Q, yes. Q, I need to have you on one day and just talk about business. Talk about a brilliant business person. Q is amazing. Most of y'all don't even know everything that she does. Josiah's a pool cleaner. Lester, put leader, Leater. Miss Amy, I know they own an electric company. All right, so here you go. Listen to this. Most people that run a business, I mean, this is your own business. Most people only tithe off the income they draw from their own business. And you are robbing yourself from God's blessings. You're like, what are you talking about? You should tithe off of your income from your business that you draw from it, but you should also uh, tithe off the profit each month that you're making in the business. So when you do it a business, you're not just tithing off of total income because obviously you have to take out some cost and all that. So you tithe off of it off of your salary you draw from your business and then you tithe on the increase that you see in your business. The profit after you pay all the bills, after all your overhead is paid, you tithe off of that as well. When you start doing that, your business is going to excel. It's going to take off and you're going to have better years than you ever have before. But it's the same thing. Okay. You want to see an increase in your business? Then tithe over and above. I mean, give over and above your tithe, and and you'll see increase. Good morning, Darla Diaz. All right, so let's carry on here. Oh, the other one I was going to say that I've talked about, I think twice at least, um, is the first fruits offering. This, I mean, this has blown us away. The the increase we've seen just because of fruit, first fruits offering. If once you do get your increase, set aside the difference you made that month, your first full month of your increase. So say you made $3,000 a month and you were believing to make $5,000 a month. So what you would do is that first month you would set aside that $2,000 difference. You would bring that cash in hand. Good morning, Miss Dolores. Cash in hand, hand it to pastor, because it says to give it to the priest. Your priest is, if you're a member here at Church in the City, is Pastor Michael Hankins. You bring it to him. You have to do it in cash or else he's not going to cash it. If you bring him a check, he won't cash it. If you bring it to him on an offering envelope, it'll go into the church. And that's not what the Bible instructs us to do. It says to bring it directly to the pastor or to the priest for his personal use. You bring it to him, cash in hand. Say, Pastor, this is my first fruit offering of a a seed that I sowed before and was believing for increase. And now I've received my increase. So as the Bible instructs me, I am bringing you my first fruits offering for you personally. This is not for the church. This is for you personally. You do that, you're going to see incredible increase. All right. malachi 10 3:10. bring all the tithes into my storehouse we talked about that that there may be food in my house and try me now in this so this is pretty cool the lord says try me at this test me call me out says the lord of hosts if i will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it the next part is really cool and i will rebuke the devourers the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the fine vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. So right here, this means the devil can't, once you do tithes and offerings. So you do tithes and you do over and above your tithes as offerings. That Whatever amount that is, is between you and the Lord. Um, but that that has to be done in your home church where you are planted, where you receive the word, where you are fed. That is the storehouse. Yes, you can and should give to other ministries that you're, that you're receiving from. Uh, you should give to missions. You should feed the poor. You should do those things. But you have to give tithes and offerings in your home church before you do any of that other stuff. So when you do that, he says he will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. So that means the devil can't touch your money. He can't touch your home. He can't touch your family also says, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. So he won't destroy your business. He won't destroy your business, whether if you own your business, it'll obviously be blessed because of what we just talked about. If you work for a company, that company will be blessed because you work there and because you're tithing and giving offerings. also says, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you, In the field. You know what that means? That means an offering that you sow, a seed that you have previously sowed, cannot return void. It must produce fruit if you are doing things obedient to the way the word tells you to give. So you can use this scripture to stand on Lord, I thank you. I sowed this seed, and I am declaring and receiving, according to your word, a harvest from that seed. You should also give, set a target when you give. And what I mean by that is when you sow seed, I mean, obviously your tithe is your tithe. When you give over and above offerings, set a target for that. What are you believing God for? So you're believing God for a car. Like I've said before, you can give to someone someone else's car payment. Pay their car payment a month. Get them tires, whatever it is. You're believing for uh, a business. Sow into someone else's business. You're believing for a healthy marriage. Go and sow into someone else's marriage. You're believing for whatever it is. You're believing for, let's just get crazy here. You're believing for a $300 pair of shoes. Give someone your favorite pair of shoes that still look brand new. Go buy someone a brand new pair of shoes that that way you're sowing seed for whatever it is you want to believe for. Any questions on any of that stuff I just talked about? Questions? Comments? I mean, we, we sowed a ton of seed last year. We, I don't know. We went crazy sowing seed. Um, and we are re- seeing the results of that now. I mean, just the things we, we've been able to do this year have been insane. And next year is going to be incredible. Uh, this year is setting up next year to be mind-blowing so if you have any questions comments anyone you don't don't type so fast I don't want you to hurt yourself Sonia said she likes the first fruit. Yeah, a lot of people don't see that. When I saw it, it was mind-blowing. So while you're thinking of questions, next week we'll pick up... Or next week, actually next week, I have a surprise for you guys. I have a special guest that you're familiar with, but you haven't seen in a while. It's not my wife. Special guess. You can guess in the comments if you like, but I may not answer you. But I have a special surprise for your eyes. All of you guys. I ain't telling no lies, and I like cherry pies. He's coming from the skies. No questions, man. Isn't it funny, like the times you have time to answer questions, no one has questions, but then when like when you have a ton of notes, people want to ask like thirty questions and you don't have time to get to them? ALAN Hawes. No, it's not Alien Haas. Any other guesses? Questions? Good restaurant recommendations? Let's talk about something real quick. While y'all are thinking of questions, because I know y'all are about to unload them. I just have faith in you guys. Chinese restaurants. Agree or disagree? They usually only have one or two good items. It's kind of like a Chinese buffet. Like one item on the buffet is really good and everything else on the buffet is like mediocre to terrible. That's the reason I don't like Chinese restaurants. I love Chinese food, but Chinese restaurants... I tend to stay away from. I get snooty when it comes to Chinese restaurants. I like Pei Wei and uh, P.F. Chang's. My wife makes a solid Mongolian beef now because Brooklyn and I request it so much. Miss Sonia said true. I'm uh, assuming she's saying true to the Chinese restaurant comment. If you hear whispering, don't worry. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's, it's Elaine E.N.K. Jeff's actually the most quiet one in here today. Which is shocking. Alright, well I guess y'all have no questions. Thanks. Thanks guys for interacting with me. appreciate it. No, no restaurant recommendations either. I guess none All of y'all are fasting, right, with Pastor for fourteen days. That's not real Chinese food. No, Stacy. Of course, none of it is real Chinese food. We're we're in America. None of us are gonna go find a scorpion on a stick and be like, Mmm, this is great." Most of us don't like rat. Edo Japan, Charlie's in Rockwall has good Chinese food? Are you talking about burgers and tacos? Yes, Charlie's in Rockwall has good burgers and tacos. I do agree with you, Sandy. Bless me for my efforts. Thank you, Miss Sonia. Laney said, Royal Buffet is hit or miss. Edo Japan is the best sushi. Have y'all had sushi box? And Rockwell, that's good. I'm not a so sushi wise, I'm like very basic. I do Avo and salmon and that's it. I don't do all the crazy stuff. Like what are, what are they all called? Like go to Garland and get some good stuff. Good what? Stacy, I need you to be more specific. I went to so we we had a I'll just say that we were, a bunch of us were eating on Monday night and um, a Mexican restaurant in Pleasant Grove got recommended called Gonzalez, Gonzalez. so Pastor Ryan and I had to go pick up some equipment for the church on Tuesday in Dallas area, so we went over there and it was pretty good, pretty good if I say so myself, so... Hello, Q just randomly says hello. Hello. Oh, this is Kaylee, that makes much more sense. Hello Kaylee. If you like squid and octopus, get Q to take you out to eat. She knows some good places. Don Burger in Garland. I have nothing else edifying for you today so if if you don't enjoy talking about restaurants you are more than welcome formosa on jim miller lenny loves fried calamari so if you are solely wanting spiritual content you are more than welcome to cenetta's is a great mexican restaurant that i will never eat at again They've disappointed me highly. And I'll tell the story publicly right now. So a group of us were going over there after church and because we combined vehicles we realized, oh dang it, we don't have masks with us. So we did we did the polite and right thing. All of us that didn't have masks waited outside. I mean the restaurant is four feet apart anyways. They've four whole tables. So the person that had a restaurant, I mean a restaurant, a mask went in to to ask for the seat, the table. When the table is ready, they came outside and say, hey, come in. We walked our four feet to the table. We're sitting down at the table and the person said, hey, we need you to go outside and get a mask. Walk back in. Take it off when you get to your table. I said, so you want us to walk outside past everyone without a mask and then come back in with a, a mask? And they said, yes. And I said, You make no sense. So we'll never eat there again. Ponchos. We were talking about this last night, you sick person. Poncho. My stomach could handle it in college. Now? No. All right, well guess that's it love you guys we'll see you tomorrow with a fresh Friday not a funky Friday but a fresh Friday we got prayer in a little bit oh if you're coming to prayer it'll be in kids big because they are working on the lights today so if you're coming to prayer go to kids big Um, don't go into the auditorium get run over by a lift If you want to sow into the word that you received today, all the details are right there. You can give at citcdallas.com. You can do text to give, or you can give right in the comments. I dare someone to do it. Dare you guys. We worked hard to get that set up. and You don't even take advantage of it. Don't worry about the whispering, it's not Garden Gnomes. It's just K again. Well, we love you guys. Oh, there we go. We have some hashtag donators. By donators, I mean one. Adios. Bye bye. See you later. We hope you enjoyed today's service. You can always rewatch this message on our Facebook and YouTube archives. Download our podcast app to hear other messages like this one. We love you and we hope you have a great week. Follow us on social media at CITC Dallas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more information about what's going on in church in the city, visit our website at cidcdallas.com. We believe that message spoke to you today and will continue to have a lingering effect as you carry on with your day. Come back frequently for new messages and go and check out Salt Shaker 513 on Facebook, Instagram, and saltshaker513.com. You can also partner with us and all that God is doing on our website at saltshaker513.com. We love you, and we look forward to spending some time together again soon.